0: citizen, Kathy Motazana on SAFM.
1: All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. We're focusing this hour on all of the schemes, maybe not all of them, but certainly, um, you know, some of the schemes that um, exist to try and fleece people off of their money, especially over a period like the festive season. Nazia Karim is the head of product development at the Southern African uh, Fraud Prevention Service. Nazia, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being part of this conversation. Dr. Shahida Janssen is the UNISA Western Cape's Deputy Director, Academic and ICT Support Services. Dr. Jansen, good morning.
2: Good morning, uh, Osketi, and it's lovely to be here. And
1: Brigadier Ati Lambrecht is the Section Head, Harmful Occult Practices and Bureau for Missing Persons and Crime Stop. Brigadier Lambracht, good morning to you.
3: Good morning, Cassie, and um, my fellow colleagues and listeners. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Look, I think a good place to start will, with this conversation would be perhaps just to go back to what kicked it all off for us on the show last week.
4: Fortunately, he had a building. He promised my brother he lost almost 6,200, Uh He told him that uh, he's going to turn that man into 600,000. And my brother hides to me when he went to this guy. It was logical thinking, really. How can this guy ask you the small amount of money that he will give you so lot of money? So people must be very careful, and most especially at this time of the season. These guys are lying, are the scammers
1: And that there is the voice of Nyaniso, who called, um, very worried about his brother and the fact that he uh, was not necessarily going to get this money back that he had invested. Nazia, you deal with this kind of thing on a day-to-day basis, perhaps more broadly. Give us a a sense of what you are seeing when it comes to these scams and, and the modus operandi that is often used.
5: Well, um, there are different types of scams, and the general motive around them is to abuse and manipulate the consumer into actually handing over their money, and that's how the people are falling victims. But if I'm understanding the caller's comments uh, um, accurately, he's referring to an ancestry type scam where the uh, victim is actually made to believe that they are going to be blessed Or that the funds that they are actually depositing or handing over to the fake sangoma or traditional healer will miraculously be doubled, Um, and in this fashion, they are manipulating not only your emotions but actually abusing your religious beliefs in that sense. And so the scammers they would look for every opportunity to make this uh, financial stress, the emotional stress, the emo. the relationship stress you might have in your life to abuse it and use it as a as a tool to get you to follow the instructions or make you believe that following this uh, scam, going along with the route, is going to improve your life in some fashion.
1: Nazia, would you say that those that um that are associated with a a spirituality of of sort, as you've described it, whether it's religion, whether it's the belief in ancestry, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Would you say that it's fundamentally different to your forex scammers and others? Because at the end of the day, they all seem to want to do or promise to do the same thing, which is Mm. um, double, quadruple your money. Well, a scam is a scam, and the agenda is the same,
5: to steal your money and to lie to you about making you richer. And unfortunately, the agenda um, behind it is to make sure that you as the victim not only hand over your money, but you either feel too embarrassed to actually report it or come forward to, to uh, advise the law enforcement about what's happening so they can actually investigate it going forward. A scam generally is the manipulation of the consumer, the ability for us to be able to find a way to make our lives easier, especially in the tough financial times is going on right now. And it doesn't matter what the modus operandi, whether it's an ancestry scam, whether or not it's an investment scam offering you fantastic returns on a cryptocurrency investment, whether or not it's an online shopping scam. Modus is the same. Hand over your money, and we will give you nothing in return.
1: All right. In a moment, Nazi, I'm going to ask you to run us through what some of the more prevalent scams, at least that you've been able to uncover over the festive season are more specifically. Brigadier Lamprecht, let me come to you because I know we don't have you for long in this conversation. What is it that you as the police are seeing when it comes to to, to, to scams of this nature? Um, and, and, and the number of reports that you end up dealing with?
3: Um, first of all, I think in terms of the reporting, we only receive a very small number of, of complainants because victims normally feel ashamed. Um, you will normally hear that the family members warn them about what is trying to happen. I'm just looking at something that came in this morning. And, and and one of it <laughs> well, this person lost almost two hundred thousand rand. One of the well point number nine is do you want to win the lotto? Now well, everybody of us want to win the lotto, I believe. Um, well, what, what you have to understand is we are sitting with a great deal of, of self stylists. No traditional healers who are trying to scam the people because these people are not healers at all and and I agree with, with with the previous speaker, they are simply scammers. We need to understand that we are sitting with a lot of very desperate people in South Africa. And there are numerous parts of legislation that, that can be applied, but what we need is people to come forward. People um, to come forward and, and lay a complaint with the police. Otherwise, we do not have a mandate to investigate it. We do have operations running, but it's unfortunately very much like um, the scams you get from, from um, Nigeria, the 419 scams. You close down one and they will open up another two. So education mm. in terms of what people are um, supposed to, I mean, common sense must prevail. If something is too good to be true, it's simply just that.
1: Do you find that members of the public are often able to differentiate, as you have Brigadier Lambrecht, between what is um, an an individual that is simply a a scamster purporting to either be a prophet, a traditional healer, a pastor, whatever it is that they choose to call themselves, versus um, people who may have those positions legitimately so?
3: I think there it is, yes and no. We do find people from especially the very rural areas where they are there's a lot of hardships. Um, what these scammers do is they, they start with a grooming process, luring the people into um, the scam that that they're running. And, and I'm going to use an example. The one was to, to remove an evil spirit. Um, it, it, it went in something like, Misunderstanding your business problems, everything is related to this evil spirit. The consultation was 100 rand. Now, that is a lot of money for a lot of people, but that's not where it stopped. The person was then asked to provide an amount of 3,000 rand, and then a ritual would have taken place remotely. And that will be the end of all the problems, and good luck will be the future forever. Two weeks later, this individual was contacted by this same scamster to say that he now realized that the evil spirit is much more powerful than he anticipated, and for that he will need an additional 10,000 rand. And that is how it continues. We even have complainants as far abroad from United States of America, where people wanted curses to be removed by a South African sangoma, not realizing that they are dealing with solid scanners and they are also very present on the internet.
1: Sure. And in terms of investigating uh, Brigadier Lambrecht, how far do you find you often get in your investigations, especially trying to locate these suspects and, 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 and arrest them? Do you and <coughs> can you actually arrest them? Has, is there a crime committed in all of this?
3: Absolutely. And the problem is that many victims feel ashamed and they don't want to give us a statement that statement that we actually need. So we also refer to uncooperative um, victims and there's also a lot of spiritual intimidation taking place. Now, in terms of applying the law, it goes very broad because we're speaking about abortions, about witchcraft and sorcery. Uh, even, uh, see the latest one now that's also trending is person might you can get your firearm license, irrespective, whether you um, qualify for it or not. But first of all, we have to understand the basic definitions of crime, fraud. Um, It's it's Mm -hmm. defined as the unlawful and intentional making of a misrepresentation which causes actual prejudice and people suffer. Now, apart from fraud, we also have the Witchcraft Suppression Amendment Act, 50 of 1970 in South Africa. It is still on the books, it is not there to be abused. We do use um, discretionary policing when it comes to the application of the law because we're not interested in somebody who wants to pay money to have their fortune read. Um, but when people utilize religion or tradition to cause an immense amount of pain to other people. Now, there's a part in the Witchcraft Suppression Act which makes it very clear. To gain or pretend to exercise to use supernatural power, witchcraft, sorcery, enchantment, undertake and pretends from skill or knowledge or any occult science and then use this for profit. According to the Witchcraft Suppression Act, that is it's unlawful. Now with it, again, you bring in fraud. Um, when people, we, we see on, on the polls in terms of um, abortions, it's very clear that the choice of on termination of Pregnancy Act is there. It must be a registered medical practitioner or a registered midwife at the HPCSI. We're not even going to touch on the Health Profession Council of South Africa because we also see that they can heal all ailments, etc. There's a lot of arrest that is taking place. We're not hanging it on the big bells For the simple reason, it is so difficult to contain this. For the one you remove from the street, there will be other people replacing them immediately with just a little something different. So I do think that education um, towards our people in South Africa is more critical, making it more difficult for these scammers to continue with this lucrative business of theirs. All
1: right. So then, um, Brigadier Lambrecht, before we let you go, your advice to somebody who has been scammed as to what? Go to the police
3: yes indeed go to the police what will normally happen is the police will take an a1 statement so the person will say um, this was the telephone number this is where I saw the, the poster I found the person I went to that specific address I spoke to ABC majority of the cases the person will not gain direct access to this camera they will have front people and when the police move in you, we will not get the actual scammer immediately it's an investigation process long-term yes definitely we will and we can do what is necessary but um, the National Prosecuting Authority always um, becomes involved in in this type of investigation because it's not just a straightforward investigation commercial crime can come involved so bottom line Without a statement, it is difficult for the police to become involved, um, especially from the rural communities. If people can only just um, also use the the MySaps app, there is a space where they can send us a picture to say that we just photographed this poster and it is in this town and more or less in in this area. Please assist because a lot of people are falling victim to this. And the police can also engage in in awareness um, to see that we can... Get rid of these scams, guys.
1: All right. That's where we we'll leave it with Brigadier Ati Lambracht as part of this conversation. In a moment I'll continue with Dr. Shaider Jansen and Nazia Karim. It's ten thirty time for your latest headlines.
0: The talking point with Kathimo Mosasana, Weekdays, nine AM till midday.
1: All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. How do we then ensure that we can look out for scams better informed uh, so that we don't get ourselves entangled in situations that we were not anticipating? Dr. Shahida Janssen, um, both Nazia and the Brigadier says, some of these things are obvious if you apply logic. If something is too good to be true, then chances are it is. But how do we even begin to know?
2: Um, 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 morning, Cathy, again. Um, you know, I, I, I want to uh, approach this conversation um, from the standpoint of reminding us all, all of us of what is actually our, our human nature. You know, who are we as human beings? And if we look at our, 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 so, our human nature, we find that we are social beings. All right, and 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 if we also look at what is at stake here, it's uh, principles like honesty and trust, those are universal principles that most people, um, you know, adhere to. Most, uh, whether they're rural or wherever they find themselves, people believe in honesty, and so we have been designed that in our innate ability is to cooperate and to communicate with others. And so the minute we meet people, we want them to trust us, we believe in them, and we tend to be receptive you know, to, to persuasion. So I heard what Nazia was saying about the abuse and the manipulation. But remember, many times, if you look at romantic scams, for example, there's not even much abuse going on um, from just from the persuasion. People will hand over sums of money. You know, and uh, what they find also, especially with romantic scams, um, often the person has handed over about eight, nine, ten times they've handed out money, over money, before, you know, they begin to realize, but, but I've actually been scammed. So contrary to what most people believe, you know, that um, somehow you should be immune to scamming, well, I'm approaching it from the perspective, That precisely because we are social, all of us are in fact vulnerable to being scammed. So that's that's just where my point of departure. So so you know I don't think it's necessary to approach this from a very narrow moral perspective. You know that you somehow see yourself as, and that's why when people are scammed, most people feel ashamed. They feel embarrassed. They want to hide themselves not just because they feel they should have known, but also because their trust in another human being has been violated, which is a universal contract that people share with each other. I'm not saying that, you know, we should just um, lay back and allow ourselves to to be scammed. No, No, that's a different conversation. But I think where I want to start the conversation is to say that we are social beings. We, can you imagine if every time we meet somebody, every time we have a conversation that we now first have to first think through, can I trust this person? Is this safe? We don't do that. It will, take, it will mean that we're not able to cooperate and communicate with others. So, so I just first wanted to, to make that point.
1: That also suggests to me, Dr. Jansen, that this is probably what the scammers rely on. that that they know that people are going to be too ashamed to put their their hand up or to speak out about what has happened to them, which is why they're able to keep reinventing themselves in different iterations across society.
2: Yep. And because, you see, scammers know psychology better than what we know psychology. They understand that people have an innate desire to believe and to trust And people, even sometimes, you know, because what the research keeps on confirming is what I'm telling you now, that highly intelligent people, when they're approached by strangers, they tend to go along. I'm not saying everybody goes along, but the research keeps on confirming that human beings generally, we want to trust, we want to believe, because actually, even if you think of language, right? Um, language is a form of cooperation. Um, it's a it's a way in which we relate to each other. Now that is what happens every day, all day, and and also you know, um, if you look at that, is why across uh, communities, across society, you will find that liars are hated. They are, and often they are, um, they will have. Um, ways in which to deal with people who lie or to minimize lies and all of that, because it actually interferes with our ability to be social. So, Kathy, so the other thing that I want to say is that we also often reduce the scamming to individuals, you know, who get scammed. But if we just stand back and we look at society, we will find that because of the loss of our morality, and 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 the and the moral f- uh, fabric of society, we find that we've become a society perhaps where scamming becomes the order of the day. How many times we see corruption? Even if we look at our history of apartheid, was apartheid not just a big scam? You know, how can you think that some can have and others cannot have based on the color of one's skin? So I think if we also just open up our understanding because of, of scamming. Scamming is about trickery. It's a deception. It's about the sleigh of hand, you know? And if we think about the way we uh, construct our societies nowadays, the extreme inequality. I mean, if I enter, I'm here in the <coughs> Western Cape, certain parts of the Western Cape, you think you are somewhere that's very smart, all right? You just cross the street a few uh, uh, the roads down further below then you find yourself in a completely different world it's quite deceptive you know if i enter johannesburg from Santon, you know i would have a a certain perception of johannesburg but just around the other side i find oops this looks very different so we're living in a world also that is around um, um deception I mean, it is not possible sometimes for us to think we're middle class. We don't have to think about what we're going to eat today. Every day in South Africa, there are children who are dying of starvation. In South Africa, every day. So I think I also just want to, I also want to open up and make the uh, idea of scamming also a social issue and not just the narrow psychological issue of some of us becoming Uh, what's the name, to scamming. We have to work on the moral fabric of the society so that people begin to share Mm. more the values of honesty Mm. because how else, because there's no sharp way that we're just going to be able to protect ourselves other than beginning to understand that we're going to have to work on uh, being more inclusive generally as a society.
1: Nasia, in, in terms of your work, are there different ways in which you categorize scams um, that 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 people often would be facing? And and I wonder if you'd be able just to run us through some of that, so that we're also able to get a better understanding of just how wide and and, and spread out some of these schemes might be.
5: Yeah, so um stamps are definitely
1: defined based on um, uh, And I'm I'm not hearing you clearly. It looks like you've moved away from your bit. I'm not sure if you if you have us on on speakerphone, but that connection to you is not sounding very clear, but we can continue and try again. Uh hi, is this better? Let's let's go ahead. I'll let you know if if we need to call you back.
5: <laughs> no problem.
1: Um, so yeah, scams are actually
5: defined into various categories. Um, one of the most common scams are the 419 scams or advanced fee type scams, where a consumer uh, is enticed to actually make a deposit or a payment for either a particular goods or services or um, any product or that they want to be able to purchase and you pay me this little money in advance. And then after that, you'll get the product and we we'll pay the rest later. So the advanced fee scams, allowing people to pay for things in advance without actually receiving anything. Investment-type scams where consumers are asked to invest in a particular type of financial instrument or maybe a business opportunity uh, or maybe just to grow uh, your current savings in an insurance-type policy environment. And this type of investment or growth, wealth growth is used also as a type of um, scam to manipulate you other types of scams include things that are a little more uh, technical, like cyber-type scams um, where malware is used, where hacking is used. Um, those type of scams can even go a little further in the sense that it becomes online impersonation. It becomes a manipulation of your family and friends, where they become um, where they are being extorted by the scammers online. Unfortunately, in some cases, it even gets even worse when it becomes things like sextortion um, and the actual person who's being impersonated is sextorted. If you don't pay this money, I'm going to release these images of you into the Internet and everybody's going to see it. And again, like the doctor mentioned earlier, these types of scams are working on the various human nature of ourselves. We are Mm -hmm. uh, a trusting people. So when your mm. family says, I need help, I'm in an emergency, you entitled, you, um, you are probably going to hand over that money for your child. I'm stuck. I don't have money to come home. You're going to give that money. They're going to pretend to be those people. In other cases, you're going to be superficial in the sense, oh, my God, somebody has pornographic photos of me, and they're going to publish it online. You're afraid. You don't want that type of humiliation in your life. So you're going to hand over that money. You're going to pay for it. The other thing Mm -hmm. behind it as well is we are also prone to social um, to meeting the the social standards and norms of life where I want to drive that fancy car or I want to have that
2: uh, Mm -hmm. expensive
5: outfit or I want to go on this special holiday. So I'm going to invest my money or I'm going to buy this uh, product that looks fantastic. It's too good to be true, but you know what? It might just be real, so let me try it out. We are superficial in that uh, as humans we are superficial in that type of behavior so yes we will succumb to that greed to that need to that want to be successful uh appeal that the scammer is making available for us and then we fall victim i think what's most important is that we need to understand that the scammer doesn't only target uh vulnerable people it targets businesses, yeah. it targets it, educated people, it targets mm-hmm. the general person on the street. Mm-hmm. It does not discriminate. And you may try as hard as you can, um, and you might still be victim to a scam. But the responsibility for you mm-hmm. is to make sure that you do your due diligence before you engage, before
1: you actually take that next step. Mm-hmm. Uh- you know, Dr. Yansen you, you touched on this earlier uh, around the, the trusting nature of human beings and also just an innate need to be able to trust the other person. With mm-hmm. so many fraudsters and scamsters, you know, lurking about, how do we try and, and, and vet people? So if you have somebody, for example, uh, on the corner of, of the street asking for, for, for money or asking for food, how do you check whether this person is not going to go back home um, to their house and is just has found a way of of making a quick buck and perhaps is not as in need as they may pretend to be
2: exactly and so life is complex and there's so much that we're not in control of so i say to people when you decide to give somebody money it is not your place now to go and find out are they going to use it for alcohol or drugs or whatever? You have to that you can only make the decision that this person is asking for money for food and I'm and I'm giving them money. You can't go and control, you know, what they are going to do. So I think it's also just that humility, you know, that we, and that is why it's important for us to understand that being human makes us, opens us up to be vulnerable, which is also what makes us so profound human beings because, you know, of the uncertainties that we're always um, um, dealing with. So one of the key ways, actually, and it's going to sound contradictory what I'm going to say now, is how you can actually um, um, steel yourself yeah. against being a victim of scamming is to be aware of your vulnerability. So I know I'm very trusting and open. So I always ask, I check with the people around me in situations where I can. I never just make decisions completely on my own, but I consult with those that I trust, etc. So, so w- because one of the things that makes you actually vulnerable is to be arrogant, you know, is to think that you are beyond. You are so clever and so bright, you know, that that you can't be a victim um, um, of, of, of of scamming. Mm-hmm. So those are the other thing that I want to say, Cathy, um, is that because we have entered into this, this, this world of individualism, we no longer come together enough where we cooperate in groups so that we learn to care for one another and to be part of tribes. We still have you know our um we still have our our, our tribal names you know, our clan names but often we no longer engage you know in that socialness with our clans because those are the things that throughout the ages have helped to protect us from being scammed because on your own we can be vulnerable and people are very lonely and that is why the romantic scams have taken up uh, off in the way that it has, because, and and you find uh, some of the readings that I've done um, in America, for example, they found that men were most vulnerable, men in their 50s, I think, was most vulnerable to these romantic scams. People are, people are divorced. People are isolated and estranged from family. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those are the things that I think can, can help us to strengthen us. But we, but we need to understand of being human and what about being human makes us open for scamming. We've got so many people that are sharing
1: their different stories on you know some of the scams that they've experienced. We'll play some of those voice notes after this break.
0: Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107.
6: Morning, Casey. This is Magdalene from Bloom. To be financially scammed, I learned that anyone can scam you because I was scammed by my own auditor and his friend promising that we're going to get a truck once we pay $300,000 in 2009. And that thing, never came up potentially. It was a scam, Casey. You know, since that time, I learned that we need to make use of our talents, our gifts, our hands, and our time to be successful in life and get the best marketing. That's why we're going to make it and that's what keeps me going now no more scams Magdalene from bloom thank you
3: good morning uh, kathy george margosa here kathy the issue of scam will never end it started right at the beginning of humankind and uh, it feeds on two thing things a stupidity and greed and that is a human nature Remember, we even have a, the politician of quadrillions. He was scammed. But the problem with people is to try to protect the scammers by trying to make us believe that they were not scammed. I thank you.
0: My name is Kathy, and the listeners, I'll be brief, but then. There was a scam back in 2020. My dad got robbed. Um, so what happened was, uh, there was a group of people. It's a cult. So you you were told to, to go and buy silver mercury. And then remember, silver mercury is, is like 2.5 liters of silver mercury. It's roughly 60,000. So there was an Arab guy. Uh, he promised them that he will turn this silver mercury into uh, a a money like money will be popping from underground like there will be a ritual people drink water and then specialized water and then they wait uh, for the arab guy to turn the silver mercury into 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 large sums of money so it was my dad and his friends like like there were four of them so if you do your math, uh, 60,000 times four, that's a lot of money because um, the Arab guy will just take the silver mercury and only just disappear. And then leave them in that particular house where they were performing their rituals. So it's, it's, it's popular in Pumalanga. I'm not sure about how things, but then in Pumalanga this thing is so popular, I'm not sure whether you are aware of this. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM.
1: No, I am definitely not aware of it. It's the first time I've heard of it. Silver Mercury. Also, yo, yeah, no, I mean, shush, wow, what a scam. Mulatelo, you and Pulukwane, I understand you. you also have a story to share on being scammed.
4: Yes, Kathy, le gay.
1: Rona, Ronai. gay.
4: Rona, ish, outa my muti chanchaveli, the thing, uh, I was once, stemmed. you know, the story uh, uh last last, uh, last week, uh, Saturday, in this way. This guy, I know one of the guys, he's uh, a Congolist. Actually, I know his father. His father passed away. So it happened that, no, I, I, I met uh, the son. Uh, but what happened last week, uh, the son introduced me to... Uh, one of the guys in, in Congo said, No, uh, his uncle is a general, Mba, Mba, Mbala. He wanted uh, to talk to me over the phone while well, I said, No, give him my phone. He gave him uh, my number and then uh, uh, he started to lie with me. And then he said, No, he's going to send the son to South Africa. And then uh, uh, the son is tearing, uh, he's coming there with uh, 5 million rands and the money. Uh, was distributed to the countries uh during the the COVID. So it's five uh, is five is uh, five million cash. So he wanted uh, to come this side and I must help him to invest the money in the construction and all those other things. I said well no, let him come. As long as no it's a fair play, then it's good. Casey, uh last week uh when they phoned me to say no the sun is, uh, getting uh, into the truck uh, to to South Africa on Saturday, and he, he will arrive here on Sunday uh, morning, so probably will see me on Saturday. Well, it happened, and then uh, that no, uh, they phoned me to say, no, the guy is landed. I must go and see him at a uh, certain lodge. When I get there, uh, it was the guy, the, the, the son of the guy I know, and that the alleged uh, uh, son of the general uh, Mbala in, in, in Congo. They said to me, "Look." And then uh, General uh, said, "No. Well, you talk to him. You finish the story. We are here." And then uh, uh, they have the money. The money is is covered with uh, with uh, with uh, uh, with uh, with uh, powder. So they put uh, two hundred francs and then uh, and uh, 200 rands uh, in the basin, the, 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 the they put uh, chemical inside. So that chemical in the powder. Uh, the man was not seen as money. But after they put that powder, I mean that uh, chemical, look at chemical in the basin uh, where the money is, that uh, chemical clean the money completely it becomes a very clear money that no, you can never uh, uh, doubt uh, uh, that no, this is not the money. And it was a real money,
1: maybe. Sure. And I, I Sure. A... Mulatelo, I, I wonder if this is not money that people make in your in your cash and transit heist and, and other...
4: No, 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 no. It was not that. That one has a thing. Uh. It's not a thing. It's a white powder, Katie. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you look at it, it's like a coupon. You see a coupon? Okay. There is a coupon that when you write your paper then there is another copy that appears after you put the coupon in between. That money is like that, but it's the grayish colour of that coupon.
1: And it's so South African that, rains.
4: Yeah, South African money. After they put it in the in the basin, they put the, pole, the, the 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 liquid. The liquid is in the bottle looks like it's a white. When they took that uh, Bottle out and say no, no, no. I don't require. They said no, don't worry. They put the product that uh, chemical in, in into the prison. The man was cleared. it was clean like nothing on earth. Now sure. they said they said the man, the total of, of money it was almost seven hundred. They made they give it to me to fill it, and then they said, no, you can go and deposit it and tell us if it is not the, right, the right money. So we can come and complete the the the, the deal. All and
1: right. then look uh, I said, M- no don't worry. Yeah, look look Mulatello,
4: the, the, the issue different... you state, know? yes, yes. What I'm trying to say issues. After that, they said to me, uh the whole of money is in the truck with the driver. So I must give them twenty eight thousand rand to release the money that the truck driver uh is holding. So the the the, the driver can release the money, we can clean the money and make the money. That's where the problem started.
1: All right, all right. Mooladel, we're going to have to leave it there. That's all I have time for. But I mean, incredulous what some of these scams entail. Nazia, parting shot from you very briefly, also responding to our listeners.
5: Well, um, the scam that we just mentioned, I just like to mention uh, briefly that if you are actually approached by anybody to allow them to use your bank account, to send or receive money or, you know, just use your bank card and you have to give them your phone, please don't. It is illegal. You will be turned into, considered as a money mule, and you could actually be charged as an accomplice in the crime. So don't hand over your banking details in any way and don't assist anybody with moving money uh, between uh, different bank accounts in any fashion, because if it is in fact a scam or a crime, you will be charged um, as a facilitator in that process.
1: Yeah. And it sounds like Mulatello also needs to go to the police to report what has happened um, by all accounts. Um, Dr. Jansen, parting shot from you, please.
2: I also I just want to say you know that just like the roots of a tree will keep it grounding even during hurricanes, it is important that we revisit our values and our morals because the values and the morals will protect you against some of what gets um, you know uh, you exposed to because it's also through you hear people talking about the greed right um and is it really is it the stupidity or is it when greed actually makes us stupid so that would be my parting shot is for us to reveal our values dr jansen
1: thank you so much for your contribution nazia to you as well and you know you heard from brigadier lambrecht earlier do go and report these cases sometimes you might unwittingly be an accomplice to crime